0: On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 1, Episode 8, The Pointy End. We gear up for an all-out Stark-Lannister war. We judge Ned Stark heavily for his life choices. And we learn an awful lot about Tywin Lannister from Chris, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here.
1: Hey guys, welcome back. This is season one, episode eight of Deep Thrones. Uh the pointy end is the title of the episode. I'm Sims, my partner sheedy's on the Airwaves. What's up Shady?
0: Hey Chris, how you doing man? It's good to hear from you again.
1: I'm good. I wanted to give a little message to our listeners here. Start reading up on uh start start doing some research. Start watching the episodes because we're gonna have season or we're gonna have uh guests appearing in season two uh which is starting in a couple weeks so Guest you guys better be prepared. It's
0: exciting yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're
1: gonna we're gonna grill you guys. We're gonna send over a very detailed question lists, so you That's better right. know
0: your shit. That's right. You better know fish and porta potties inside and out.
1: PPBs. PPB. <laughs> no. You
0: want to be a PPB or a PPG? You better have the fucking guts. <laughs> so
1: guess what happened? Guess what happened to me this week, though. What happened to you this week? I am. I went to the dentist uh, a couple weeks ago, or I'm sorry, a couple days ago. And I was getting, you know, I chipped my tooth. When, back in fifth grade. You've seen me where I chipped like, it. saw you. Yeah, it.
0: freshman year high school. So I saw it.
1: I was getting my cap fixed because it had worn down over the years. And after I got it fixed, I go and and you know go eat a chicken sandwich, and then all of a sudden it chips the same like a few hours literally after I leave the dentist office. Wow. I was not a happy camper. Wow. Yeah, and now and now I got to go back tomorrow, tomorrow morning, and endure the dentist more. I just been there.
0: That's terrible. I haven't been to the dentist in like eight years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sad man. I I can't remember what I I did
0: last. The dentist or church.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we hop
0: into the review? What if that day when it chipped, you went back there and just like threw the dentist on his desk? I was like, what the fuck is this? huh what is this work <laughs> Dude, and you like pull well, out a drill chip... and you're like holding it to his face. you're like don't you ever fuck me again <laughs> Chip tooth Chip
1: tooth sims is zero fucks given sims so this yeah. weekend spots to get pretty weird probably you
0: gave zero fucks in, hu- in freshman year of high school <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gave zero fuck- I chipped it again sophomore year of college and that was a real zero fucks situation I had a fro and everything at that point
0: mm. you and, and was what, like, was the, oh, what was we your fake ID outside. name Larry. Oh,
1: Larry D Cornelius, the homie, <laughs> the
0: OG. Let's hear it. You had this in high school, Larry D Cornelius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't Larry a D. fake Larry ID, knew, knew. it was like a 45-year-old black guy's ID <laughs> that Chris found.
1: My, one of my buddies found it in a parking lot outside of a liquor store and then yep. saw so, it kind of looks like you. And so. the dude's like 35. Yep. and I'm just as a 16 year old buying booze with this thing yep. it's pretty so wild so if you're wondering
0: but... about the quality of liquor stores in the Chicagoland area not good and Larry if you're a listener <laughs> thanks thank you
1: <laughs> Larry d need me? alright so all right, man. Uh, take it away let's review do it time the first scene we start off in King's Landing and Arya's doing some training with Serial Pharrell and basically meanwhile while this is happening all the Stark retinue is being massacred by the Lannister squad they cut to another scene. Sansa is sent to her room. September Dane actually has like a pretty brave scene here where she stands in front of the Lannister guards. They cut the scene, but I'm assuming that she got mowed down just like yeah. all the rest of the Stark people did. Um, this scene and... is,
0: um, if I may cut you off, it's very Godfather-esque for those of you who've seen The Godfather when uh, the main character, played by Al Pacino, is actually at his son's christening. And while he's doing it, there's a cut right. to mobsters mowing down their enemies. And it's a juxtaposition of what should be That was be when versus Michael was
1: starting be. to take over, right? Those I believe when... so, yeah.
0: yeah. So it's very That's similar. It's a great movie, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And this is similar where it's Arya and Sansa are just living their lives as children. And little do they know their father's been taken captive. And now basically any Northman in King's Landing is getting just butchered.
1: Right, which is sad. There are some good men with them, but it is what it is. I still felt you, bad. You, the Game of Thrones, you, you about die, Jory. You know? I felt bad about really? Jory
0: earlier, and I loved him. And and then anyone who's left is right now is they're finishing the job on them.
1: Yeah, and the coolest part about this scene is when Meryn Trent and like four Lannister guards walk in on the training, and Serial yeah. like, "Yeah, he's like, all right, well, little girl, like, run away now." And he takes over on the these four guards. Yeah, takes on these four guards, completely incapacitates them with, with, a, wooden with sword. a wooden sword. Right. And Marin Trent's like, "All right, dude, I got to cut you down now." And they're fighting, which he gives them a little business there. But eventually, Marin Trent ends up breaking the wooden sword, and that's pretty much when you know, or at least it's inferred that it's game over for Sirio.
0: Yeah, um, it shows
1: Arya run the away.
0: They cut it though before you see Cyril right. Pharrell get killed, which has led to a bunch right. of speculation. In fact, me and Chris before we started were just speculating because Game of Thrones has such brutal deaths that when they don't show one, it does create questions.
1: Right, and typically yeah. you're right. They'll they'll show on scene or on yeah. camera the people dying, so it led to a lot of conspiracies. Well, yeah. is Serial still alive at this point? A, a, a leading theory is that Serial Pharrell is actually uh, Jack and Hagar, the faceless man who uh, took in Arya later on. So
0: yeah, it's it's cool again, stuff. it's sort of like if you were watching like some like a porno, and right before the money shot, it cuts and it's like see more at whatever.com, and you're like, well. <laughs> I don't know what happens. <laughs> what? Why would you do that? Yeah, you, know, yeah.
1: you don't yeah. know what's gonna happen. What? And and at the very end of this uh, action pack scene, Arya gets her first kill on a stable boy with needle. You remember oh, that That's part? right.
0: Yeah, she stabbed his little yeah. fat kid. Yeah. So if she you know, didn't get him, first, first the heart would have eventually. <laughs>
1: so. Diabetes. She saved him.
0: <laughs> so um. Uh, and then from there, Ned is visited by Varys in the dungeon. And Varys basically just tells him, like, yo, everyone's dying. and uh, But he gives Ned a sip of water, and he says, save it. I've seen many a man starve to death and, and go thirsty in these dungeons. And basically, Varys, mm-hmm. in a way, is counseling Ned, because I think Varys understands the value of Stark being alive, not just because he probably has some respect for Ned, but because he knows, and Varys very much does what's best for the realm. He says this a million times. Right. And what's best is the Starks and Lannisters not being at war.
1: And he's, I'm sure Varys has like a back thought where he's holding on to the hope of some sort of prisoner exchange. But then for Ned. they kind of touched on this. Well, Jamie's not a prisoner Armistic at this Tyrion. point.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Tyrion, but Varys knows, okay, well, Tyrion's loose at this point. His spiders found out. So Ned has a point where he's like, all right, well, just kill me then. I'm a, I'm a dead man if if there's no prisoner to exchange for. Um, but Varys is still kind of holding on to the hope, I think, in the back of his head. Of course, he doesn't say this to Ned, but I think that he's holding on to the hope that there will be some sort of... Uh, yeah. The way that Ned gets out of their life
0: like, you like I saying. said Varys likes Ned but at the same time what's more important to him is what's good for the realm which is again Starks and Lance right. not being at war but also we don't know Varys' full intentions yet which we learned many seasons down the road but he also right. saw Ned's heart to not wanting to kill Daenerys could be fruitful down the road to creating right. a group of people who are more accepting of outsiders
1: That's Ned has value to Varys
0: yeah in my opinion
1: and next same we're at Castle Black, um, these bodies are being examined, and Sam notices that they don't smell. And yeah, these are the these bodies, bodies that were dead for uh, a long time. Ghost
0: brought the hand last episode.
1: Right. So the, 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 these were rangers that were sent out months ago. They're a couple of, Walker know, suspected of being dead for at least weeks. And um, Sam makes the observation, okay, they don't smell. Well, they should smell if, if they've been dead for weeks, right? So one of the wiser er, uh, Night's Watchmen says, all right, we should burn them. And um, Mormont's like, well, let, let Maester Eamon observe them first. And turns out that was a bad idea. Um, but in the meantime, Mormont has a scene with Jon Snow where he lets Jon Snow know, okay, your, your dad got captured, the king's dead. Um, Ned Stark's been charged with treason, so you you know he's pretty much fucked at this point.
0: Yeah, um, and as you can imagine, John, John, John wants to thoughts. take action. He wants to leave the wall right. and go fight for Ned and join Rob. And uh, and part of me wanted him to too. Obviously, you watch the show, you see what happens. But part of me wanted John to take up forces. And I guess in the end, it's great he didn't go with Rob. But again, that's all for a different yeah. day. Uh, is that the part two where Mormont kind of gives him backstory about Jorah, or is that am I way offline here? Uh, that's That comes later down the road. That's a great scene as well, but we'll get there. Yeah, uh, yes. We go back to King's Landing from here, and Sansa is being fully manip- manipulated by Cersei and the small council, basically telling her the things she thought and the things she knows, which is, you know your dad was planting treason. You know it, and you need to go to him and tell him to apologize, basically.
1: And the small council does a great job at acting because... There's, You can kind of tell that they planned this whole thing out before Sansa even stepped into the room yeah. and how they're going to play her like a fiddle. It's brainwashed. And they do it to perfection, yeah. Um, and Sansa's so vulnerable at this point in, in, in her life, at this point she, in the series, yeah. that uh, you know she really can't... It, it, there's no chance that she's saying no to those five powerful people in that in that
0: sense. So. In terms of shitty character arcs, and what I mean by that is until things get good for them, a lot goes wrong. It's like Theon number one and like Sansa number two. She has a lot of bad shit happen to her over the course of these seven seasons before she really finds her uh, comfort zone and her voice.
1: Yes, yeah, she does. But it, it, it does build her into a very strong... Yeah powerful woman. Um yeah. but it she does take strong. a long time to get She to that is point.
0: invincible. She is woman. R.I.P. Aretha. That's her <laughs> song, right?
1: Uh I don't why would you assume that I know Aretha? I wasn't
0: Franklin assuming sucks. Chris. I was asking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why well, are you assuming my song preference? What's that about? I'm not. Don't make this about this. R.I.P.
0: Aretha, Queen of Soul. R.I.P.
1: in peace. Next scene we're in Winterfell. a uh, Raven reaches uh Rob and Mason Lewin basically they can tell right off the bat that this is cersei's words but coming through sansa's writing and um rob's rightfully pissed about this and he goes all right well call call, it's time to call the banners and i kind of got the chills in this moment because it is that one sentence just has so much weight and just really sends this whole story into a spiral um and maester lewin knows the the weight of those words and he goes all of them my lord and Rob's like, all of them. I swore to protect my father, didn't he? He's I? like every inch. So,
0: yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> so you see all I the ravens take good. off. That's cool. You and see a shit that ton of ravens. Details, yeah. 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 Instant job. Instant winner. Uh, and also like Theon in the background cracks a little smile when Rob says, call the, call the banners. He's like, all right, cool. And at this because point, remember Theon's Theon thinking. Was already, like,
1: he was already thinking, let's go to war in the last episode, remember? Yeah.
0: Theon is flying yeah, high right up. now, gang flying high everything's coming up theon he still has his dick he's doing great <laughs> and from there um a short little scene in the veil Catelyn is mad at liza for not telling her all the intel one of which ned was captured she finds it out they kind of argue about it and this scene basically is just the show way of saying and now Catelyn knows ned was captured nothing more to say there
1: right exactly and the next scene we're on the high road bron and Tyrion are going through basically knowing that they're going to be attacked by mountain clans (coughs) Tyrion has a plan where he's going to bribe the mountain clans so they actually come up and attack him. Tyrion talks a little shit to um, Shaga son of Dolph I think is the the name of the guy
0: yeah they're unsavory characters
1: yeah and then um, so Tyrion actually gets away with bribing them and uh, that's how they ended up getting off the high road
0: for those of you wondering what hill tribes are just they're the trailer parks of the seven kingdoms (laughs) <laughs> a lot of NASCAR T-shirts, a lot of jean shorts that have motor oil on them that shouldn't have motor oil on them, you know. Just a lot. <laughs> but of that. Seriously, But seriously,
1: they're—I mean—they've got all this ragtag equipment that they've stolen off people, and Tyrion makes kind of a jape at him saying oh you can't even like cut and you can't even i forget what he says you can't cut whatever with that axe and then the yeah. guy actually cuts him in the face with it and it's like yeah. all right what what now bitch
0: again <laughs> like... they're the trailer park it's like one of the dude Then nascar shows up to a junkyard he's like i got all this copper and they're like where did you get that you stole that he's like no no <laughs> <laughs> easy 20 cents a pound uh, and from there we jump back to the wall and Sir Alistair Thorne is taking shots at Jon Snow. Jon Snow's just kinda of doing, you know, the daily kind of grunt work that those guys, the underlings, have to do. And Alistair basically says, like, not only are you a bastard, but you're the son of a traitor, too. You're the bastard of a traitor. Right. Which it's like and, Alistair's the kind of guy who if Ned was face to face with him, he would shut the fuck up. Oh, fact. Absolute fact. Alistair though. Shit, all you talking Ned ain't this. Ned ain't a hitter. Shut the fuck Ned up. Ain't that.
1: All y'all in the barbershop talking about Ned ain't this, Ned ain't that. You know Ned be riding with Lamron and them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the next motherfucker I talk, I see talking sweet about Ned, I'm fucking beating the ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out Chief Keith. Chief. was friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. But it is, I mean, it is super petty of LLT to walk up. I mean, he's a higher ranking member of the Night's Watch and he goes yeah. out of his way to talk shit about you know at this point it's stupid. he's just jealous like what a little bitch
0: yeah. yeah agree he's jealous john snow has got it all going on he's a good fighter he's good looking he's not a ginger <laughs> and alistair's salty on all accounts
1: and at the end of the scene um ghost starts going nuts oh fucking! and you. um john's like oh what's going on what's going on he goes out there it's and in mormon's sudden, door it's... yeah lord they, commander and mormon's they, uh, door there's a there's a dead dude there's a dead man walking in there it was one of the bodies that they brought in before um you'll find this out they kind of alluded to it later on in the show but the uh like the zombie like uh reanimated bodies are called whites and um like the actual thinking human like uh with the ice blue eyes uh those with like the magical powers they're called white walkers so there's a small difference there Right. right but um The White Walkers create the Whites. Right. And and John ends up killing the White. Um, He's stabbed it a ton of times, and he's like, what the fuck? This guy's not going down. And then Mormont walks in with a lantern, and John grabs the lantern with his bare hand and throws it at the uh, White and kills him. Burns his hand pretty good, but... That's right. You got him killed.
0: Yep. The other things that can kill Whites? Skin disease. You Sunblock (laughs) fam. Um... (laughs) So, <laughs> um, that
1: was pretty good. I thought you were gonna you. say like dragonglass Glass and like Valyrian steel. Nope,
0: <laughs> nope. nope. Skin disease. Every that's time great. you say whites, the first thing I think of is like a dad in New Balance is cutting the grass. Hey <laughs> <laughs> fam, would you look at that? Would you just look at it? Uh, but that's that's a great dissection. I think of that scene, and from where where do we go from there?
1: So we hop across the narrow sea. We're in Essos, where the Uh, Dothraki are raiding a village, and basically just—I mean, it's—it's what you do when you're raiding a village. You're gonna have raping, you're gonna have pillaging. Uh, People are gonna be stealing stuff, and Danny wants all this to stop. Yeah, yeah, taking slaves. Danny wants all this to stop because this is our first time really seeing the, the the Dothraki horde in action. She's, you know, said that she's this big bag of Khaleesi, but she's never actually seen what the Dothraki are infamous for doing. Um, so she doesn't like this at all.
0: Right, this is not really, this is against anything she believes in. And I'm going to try not to horn out on Khaleesi too much this week, which shouldn't be too difficult because she wasn't really in this episode too much. I mean, don't get me wrong, she looked great the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Just understood. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so the Dothraki are, they... they What they believe in is that you get the spoils of war you won this battle and you the men become slaves and they of course abuse the women sexually and and they become essentially sex slaves and of course daenerys is seeing this for the first time and she's kind of like oh this isn't really my thing you know this isn't what she envisioned and it's upsetting but she goes to kyle drogo and says i don't want this to happen and kyle drogo it's kind of cute the way he looks at her and he's kind of like you know this is what we do but all right fine this is the way you want war. it we'll do it you know yeah. he gives her, her her way
1: and her his blood rider, his blood rider freaks out and he goes um you know any call that doesn't i don't know i forget what he said specifically but he's basically saying
0: you have forgotten
1: yeah. the ways of the dothraki and it's time for you to step down forcefully so they get in a duel um Cal Drogo actually drops his weapons in this duel he's so bad at this scene
0: he's just dodging his sword so quick yeah, yeah
1: like well he steps into the dude's blade at first he cuts him he's almost yeah. like you're not gonna fucking you're not gonna do shit dodges his blades drops his own blades and then ends up somehow I forget even how he does it but he ends up
0: he catches the, ga- own the guy's, guy's knife oh. and kills him with his own knife
1: oh yeah and then he and then he rips, rips out his, his, out his tongue neck. out His wild yeah, yeah. Which it's like some insane. Mortal Kombat type shit. Finish him, yeah.
0: And the he whole time him. he's just
1: talking shit in Dothraki too,
0: which yeah. is really cool. What if the dude with a sword just pulled out a gun and shot him? Wouldn't that have been outrageous? You're just like, fine, be cool, but can't dodge this bitch. <laughs> I got shooters here, here, and over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't
1: change the storyline too much. Cause and then he's got he that cut, lines, and yeah. Danny
0: freaks out about the cut because it can get infected, and a healer from the... Uh, slaves, the actually. One of the tribe. slave women, yeah. Turns out she's probably a witch, and a lot of the Dothraki don't trust her, but Khaleesi's like, no, she's promised she'd help, so she's gonna help heal his uh, his wound.
1: Which, this is so freaking dumb. Like, this yeah, is Ned know. Stark level of dumb. Like You just met this lady, you have no history with her whatsoever, and just because she says that she can heal the wound, you're just gonna let her That is a dumb thing know, to dig. do.
0: That, I so agree, dumb. is a dumb thing to do. When when you just get done battling someone, you probably shouldn't immediately ask them to heal your wounds. That's like right. after World War II, if we were like, hey, Hitler, how would you like Germany rebuilt? <laughs> I have some ideas.
1: <laughs> yeah, but seriously, though, that's that's almost dumber than Ned Stark there, man. How are you going to defend your girl in that case?
0: She's so on? fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so hot. Who cares? And And also, well... We'll discuss this next episode, but she, she's close to being single again, boys. I
1: guess. From man.
0: there, we go to <laughs> North Rob Recruitment. Rob is having a scene where he's recruiting the northern men to his cause, and they're all pretty mm-hmm. much game, but they're fighting over ranks. You can delve and, into that
1: bit. Great. So, one of the um, big houses in the north is House Umber. And the Lord is the, called the Great John. So he's Great John Umber, and Ooh. you could tell just from, you could tell just like that. you could tell just from his name that he is someone who's not going to be like put behind anyone in in battle. So he's I'm gonna, basically I'm gonna try fighting
0: that. to take control. I'm gonna try that in the sack. Be like, hey girl, call me Great John Umber.
1: Ew. All right. So she'll probably she'll probably get up and walk out of there. Like, probably.
0: See you. See Oh, yeah. like, oh just look at this.
1: but uh anyway so great john umber is saying he's gonna be the one to lead the van rob you're just a young boy you don't understand war yet i'm gonna lead the van no matter what you say and rob stands up for himself as lord of winterfell and he's just like yo like i said that galbert glover is gonna lead the van he's gonna lead the van and great john umber Somehow, in between, like a little more more banter that they had ends up getting up and drawing his sword on Rob over this decision, and gray wind runs up and bites the great wolf, yeah, yeah, great yeah, gray Wind the dire wolf uh, bites his fingers off, and great Tom is just like, "Fuck! all right, well, all right, you won like, I'm not gonna but he like makes gonna makes a joke. he makes
0: a joke about the meat being tough, and everyone laughs. As he's holding his <laughs> fucking nub, and he's like, "All right."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they actually they became like great friends after that. Great John became like Rob's biggest supporter after that scene, but well, he just had to yeah. be
0: off for it. Probably because his dog has his taste for blood.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, at the end of the scene, Rob is explaining to Brand that he's leaving, and he's probably not going to be back for a long time. But he explains to Brand the importance of there a must Stark. always be a stock in Winterfell. Correct. And he said, while well, I'm gone, you can't leave these walls, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's almost like Rob forgot about Rickett, and then Rickett Dude,
0: comes in afterwards. Fuck Rickett. No one even cares. Rickett comes <laughs> no in. Rob clearly is like, oh, is this your friend? And walks away. <laughs> he's like, oh, I think your friend's your friend. And he, he says goodbye to everybody except Rickett. They're like, Lord, <laughs> you're going to battle. You haven't said goodbye to Ricket And he's like, I'll, "I'll I left the card.
1: <laughs> Every time the guards see Rickon, they're probably like, who do you know here? They're probably like a you? frat bro on a Saturday Kid, night. are you? Who, yeah. Who do you
0: know who? I'm Rickon Stark. There's no Rickon Stark. There's
1: no fucking Rickon. Get the fuck um, out And then the next scene... The we're only one who cares waterfall. about
0: Rickon at any point is Jon Snow, and we'll get to that. Right, yeah. Ocean And Brand. all of a
1: sudden, those feelings came out of nowhere. It's like they didn't even... The show didn't even spend time building up that relationship. It's just... No. At, well we'll get that's that's down the road John but, definitely did um, not
0: remember his name though you could tell in his face he was <laughs> nervous He he's actually probably lucky he died <laughs> he no clue what his name was
1: Oh, uh, John do you remember me uh, yeah I, I honestly thought Steve. you were Aria from across the field
0: Steve is that you <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. oh man and then uh, we're still in Winterfell we we go down to the Godswood and Brandon and Osher are mm. talking um the, 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 not too much to really harp on here but at the end of the scene Hodor rolls up butt ass naked and Big he's just slaying
0: me <laughs> Slinging me it's just but, uh, and he's why is he powdered was he powdered he's like really white I don't think it's his skin he's like he's, he, he's like powdered up
1: oh I don't know I, I I thought he was um I thought he was in the water I thought that's why he was naked he was in the water but I didn't know if he was
0: I don't know something's powdered. not something's Something's Maybe you off. just
1: imagine it. Maybe you want to
0: see Hodor baby powdered up. Maybe. Dude, folks, Hodor is not all there, for those of you at home wondering.
1: <laughs> yeah, it took, took a genius to figure that one out. Huh? That's yeah. some great analysis.
0: Thank you. That's what we do. <laughs> That's why we're here, guys. <laughs> um, from there, we go back to the wall, and it's just their burning bodies. Every body they get, they burn, and it's kind of like sad because they're like, well, it's the right thing to do, though. The wild things do it it's a sign that they know something we should do it too
1: right and i think sam from from all his reading is kind of catching on to the fact that yeah the white well, he walkers knows where to put back. it well <laughs> he's catching on to the fact that the white walkers are back he said he had a quote where he says the white walkers slept for um a thousand and thousands of years and then um, I think Pip says, "Well, what happens when they wake up?" And Sam looks up at the wall and goes, "I hope the wall's high enough." Yeah. Uh, so I that's, think I think Sam has some insight here that yeah, a lot of other the other builders don't. Have. And
0: that's actually what I said when you got back from Amsterdam. I said he slept for a thousand years, but when he wakes up, <laughs> we'll record again.
1: Yeah. Well, I would only have to worry about the wall if I was coming from Mexico, though, not from Amsterdam.
0: True. Huge, beautiful, Huge. beautiful wall you know it i know it everybody knows it we're all paying for it um and then from there rob is prepping right he's doing a little, little battle prep
1: yeah so they go so cat actually goes to rob's uh oh, battle fuck. camp
0: worst thing that could have happened to rob by the way is cat getting there because she oh, sucks yeah
1: she she makes a slew of bad decisions yeah uh, starting with letting Tyrion slip through her fingers but we'll find out some other ones excuse me that she um that she makes later on, but Rob sees Kat, and there's a touching moment here where he gets up and he wants to go. You can tell he wants to go hug his mom, but he knows that he's the commander now and he can't be seen like getting up and go running and hugging his mom in front of all his uh, lieutenants. You know.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, he's got a little tough.
1: And most of these guys are they're seasoned veterans. You know, they all fought in Robert's Rebellion and alongside They're not about Ned. to hug
0: their fucking mom. Yeah.
1: It, well, Kat makes a good point because um, they have a little talk, and Kat's it, she's like, "I can't believe you're you're leading them down here." And he's like, "Well, what would you have me have someone else lead it?" And she's like, "Yeah, all these people have fought before. Like, you're 14 years old at this point, like, but now it's too late to step down. So the only hope is to defeat the Lannisters. And if you lose, the whole family dies.
0: Basically, you, you win or you die. Right. And Rob was like, "It's so good to see you. <laughs> so happy you're here. Thanks." Thanks. <laughs> and then from there, Tyrion brings the hill tribes to the Lannister base, and they meet Tywin. And Tywin's like, prepping for the battle because uh, they gotta battle Rob, and and they th- they think they know something about Rob. Rob is actually doing a good bait and switch to them right now, but we'll get to all that. Uh, but so they're bearing up, gearing up for this battle. And uh, Tywin makes a deal with the hill tribes, and it is, hey, if you help me really quick, fight off Robb uh, Stark, then I'll give you all the gold my son promised and more. And the hill tribes say, right. yeah, that sounds good, but your son is our leverage, so he has to fight with us. And Tywin's like, I. Yeah,
1: Tywin's like, fuck, that's a two for one.
0: Hell yeah. And Tyrion's just like shit in his pants. <laughs> and he just looks at Tyrion. He's like, good luck, brah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see on the other side, but then um, one minute, one de- minute uh, detail in this. When you, what they, the, once they enter the scene, they do like, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of like an abstract view of the camp, so it's a little bit further back. They don't go straight to where they're in the tent. Right. So you can see both camp setups. The one before you can see Rob's camp setup, and the, this one you can see uh, Tywin's camp setup. Yes. And there's a huge difference between between the two. Rob's camp is kind of like ragtag. There's no organization to it. There's trees that are immediately outside of the camp and Tyron's camp basically. it's it's completely um, it's a complete circle. there's uh, defensive there's like stakes set up outside of it, and they've cleared the field of trees so that you have a clear line of sight for a mile or like probably a good mile outside right. of the camp um so that that was kind of the show writers um throwing in there and and you wouldn't know this if, unless you were looking for it but the fact that tywin is just so much more advanced at this point than rob is right um, so i thought I, I thought i'd point that out
0: rob's right. green and he's 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 new he's a rookie yeah.
1: and then we uh we bounce back to rob's camp and they're discussing all these the fucking fact trees. that they need to cross the Trident. Did you see all those trees, Chris? <laughs> For you guys trees. who
0: who didn't notice this, there's all these trees. And the untrained eye wouldn't know this, but those are trees.
1: So Those are, if, believe I'd it or not, those those are trees. Those that, are trees. They make
0: leaves. They make oxygen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're discussing the fact that they need to cross the Trident. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to do that. They discuss God. having to deal with Lord Prey. Who, of course, is the Lord of the Cro- Crossing. But Real then dick. meanwhile, while this conversation's going on, a Lannister Scout is captured and he's presented to Rob. And yeah. everyone in there wants to kill him, the the guy right away. Rob realizes the value in in having a scout being captured, so he starts interrogating him a little bit.
0: Yeah, he's um, like he's like, Lannister Scout, what do you see? He's like, Well, your fastball's lively, but your slider's a little weak. <laughs>
1: Bas yeah, so he, he takes the Lannister Scout um got the count wrong on the troops. So there's somewhere between I think sixteen and eighteen thousand uh Northmen on the trail and the Lannister Scout said that he was already up to I think twenty one thousand. So Rob is like, Yeah, uh take that information, go tell Tywin that, you know, the the North remembers and winter's coming for him. And um basically trying to like throw him off the scent of what rob's actual plan is
0: yeah no i totally agree uh which is again that's smart strategy when you're when you are not the favorite you gotta lie cheat and steal and from there we go to the last scene in the throne room where they're handing out new titles for all those people who were loyal to joffrey and then they force sir barris and selmy basically into retirement
1: yeah that sucked and it was so disrespectful too i mean they basically hey, turned him because
0: likes... his position is for life it's like a supreme court justice but right. they strip him of that and they're like we're just going to let you retire to a nice house and he said that's bullshit and he kind of draws his sword and then sir janice is that janice slint yeah he draws his the, and all of his the, men draw his yeah, yeah and janice is going to be elsewhere in a little bit we'll talk about that but it's a great scene because Sir Barrison says, "Even now, meaning in my old age, I could cut through you like sheet cake." All the five of you, yeah. and he just drops his sword and walks away in a huff.
1: It would have been cool to actually see him go at it with them. I think the only guy out of out of those uh, five Kingsguard that were left there that he couldn't beat was um... Marin. Well, actually, the mountain or the Hound isn't in the Kingsguard. No, at this none point of them yet.
0: are there. Yeah, the Hound's yeah. up. The Hound is just like Joffrey's in, like right hand guy. Yeah. I
1: think he would be the only one in that room that Cerberuson maybe would have a problem with dealing with.
0: Agreed. But I think in the end, Cerberuson could actually probably beat him.
1: Yeah, I think maybe if he loses, it's just purely due to his old age. Size.
0: Sometimes size wins. But other times, ladies, you want someone who listens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then uh, at the end of the scene to end the episode, Sansa gets down on her knees and begs Joffrey for mercy on Ned's for Ned's sake, and um, they reach the agreement that as long as Ned confesses and says that Joff's king, uh, he can go live out his life at Castle Black in the Night's Watch. So that's Correct. where the episode ends.
0: Right. And that's, I think, setting up that Ned will do that, is the thought. Uh, so what do you say, Chris? You want to get some segments?
1: Let's, what do you rate this before we get into the segments?
0: I consider the rating one of the segments. Oh, ah.
1: Ooh. I call it rating segment. That's an
0: interesting thought.
1: All right. Yeah, you're
0: a thought. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that hottie over there.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, no. no, I that's not what it love is. the hound over there. I love this episode. I this was dialogue heavy, but with the perfect amount of action, and I gave it a nine. I was a really big fan of this episode. Whoa whoa that's right just one that is, dash less than i rate myself
1: it's a nine. man you're putting that so you're you're putting this in the top 10 percent of all Game of Thrones episodes ever that's basically what you're saying there that's that's a high i rate. did not say that but i gave it a nine i mean if it's a, if it's a nine then that's what yeah
0: right that's
1: yeah i'm a just rating 10, it as an episode 10%.
0: i'm not rating it against right. anything okay what are you well
1: rating? i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a seven and a half whoa and... you're rating
0: this at 70.5 percent of all game yeah. of thrones wow well,
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no i i i don't know i thought it was I, I did think it was a really good episode and i think this episode is really brings out the epitome of game of thrones you know you either you win or you die everyone's getting ready to go to war you see a ton of self-interest and uh, like cutthroatness throughout the whole episode, so I did right. think it was a good episode, but I, 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 yeah, seven and a half, I think.
0: I love that. All right, that's fine. I don't think nine is too far out of bounds. I I, loved, I liked the episode, so I gave it a nine. I
1: hey, you make you make your own rating, so it's that's right. You're rating your rules. That's right.
0: Save your judgments. Uh, best line, Yas Queen. <laughs> you want to go first? I think I went first you last know, week, so you uh, take it,
1: yeah. Yeah, you did. All right. I'll get, so my best line is from uh, Cyril Farrell, and it's when he says, watching is not seeing. And I think that was pretty cool. I think it has a lot of implications. I think it actually, I think that line sticks with Arya a lot moving forward, and I think you can uh, still see her kind of reflect back on that when she makes wiser decisions instead of just being as impulsive as she used to be. So I like that one. Wow! And then my uh, my Yas Queen a little more a little more sting on this one, but Ooh. it was from Great John Great John Umber when he got his fingers bitten off and he goes, "Your meat is bloody tough."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And they all laugh.
1: Yeah. They, they all start cracking up. And, you know nothing funnier than some fingers getting bit off. You know?
0: Yeah. No, that's always great. I love a good finger bite. Um. My best line, or like when a girl sucks, never mind. My best line is uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> if his grace summons me to King's Landing, I'll go to King's Landing, but not alone. Rob Stark. Oh, yeah. And then my yeah, Yas Queen, Chris, you're not going to believe this. Serial Pharrell to Arya. My tongue lied. My eyes shouted the truth. You were not seeing. Because, like, oh, imagine the same, yeah. imagine trying that if you're in, like, a fight with, like, your girlfriend. Like, my tongue lied, but my eyes told the truth. Yes, I was masturbating <laughs> in the backyard. Like, you know? <laughs> like, yes, I guess you're right.
1: <laughs> you know that mind what that line watching is not saying reminds me of when, like, Netflix is like, are you still watching? It's like, no, yeah. bitch, I'm seeing. Get out of my
0: face. I'm not watching. Don't I'm experiencing. You. Yeah. I'm, I hate I'm a that.
1: fat piece of shit laying on my couch watching for some shows reason, for three hours. Like, whenever they ask, ask
0: that to, the remote has found its way to the other side of the room. Always. I don't know how <laughs> it happens, but somehow it is morphed. And you're just like, how'd that shit get over there?
1: That's so true.
0: And you just wish you are like yelling at your TV. You're like,
1: yes. I am. Yes. <laughs> That's when you need an Alexa. Usually. I'm still here. Fuck.
0: Are any of us really here, though, right? I don't need these philosophical questions, Netflix.
1: <laughs> um, so, next segment. What if in the middle was... of
0: porn, it stopped? It was like, yo, are you still jerking? <laughs> yo, you still
1: there? It's real. Dude, I, fucking, that would be my first comment I ever left on a video. Are you serious? Are <laughs> you serious right now? hottest
0: moment hottest um,
1: moment I'll go first yeah fuck you I'll go first <laughs> so my hottest moment again from Great John Umber he's making a showing this he's episode so he might be the MVP of the episode um, Great John when he wants to lead the van and Rob stands up for himself and basically takes great wind on him and wins his loyalty I thought that was, thought that was pretty a pretty hot, hot moment
0: Hot. Mm-hmm. mine is rob rob calling the bannerman rob when he sends out those ravens and oh, yeah, rob rob is, is rob is in hgb uh, and that's uh, that scene uh, had me hot and bothered and ready for some winter, some winter cream Winterfell.
1: i legit and i and i know what what's happening in that scene every time i watch it but every time i get goosebumps mm. what i have especially when the when the ravens go flying and there's there's legitimately oh, yeah. like 50 of them it was yeah. pretty cool
0: it was a cool scene Alright, Westeros history yeah. minute, Chris.
1: Oh ho 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 oh, wow. right.
0: it's always so long.
1: You ready to learn some shit about uh, Tywin Lannister?
0: Let's do it. Let's learn.
1: So I Nothing actually I, I kinda picked this one not just because Tywin was in this episode, but also because in the alter, alternate in the alternate history segment that we had last week, we were kinda talking about what if Ned and Stannis uh faced Tywin in a war. Yeah. Um I'll be on the like if you need me. All right. Well, I, well, I was talking to you, but fuck off. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so I figured I'd give a little background on Tywin Lannister. So, of course, Tywin Lannister is the Lord of Casterly Rock, Warden of the West. Um, it was recently named Hand of the King and is the richest and most powerful man in the Seven Kingdoms. The question I want to answer with this, though, is how did he get to that point? So... As we know, and you could probably tell from watching the show, that Tywin's life purpose is to secure the respect and, and secure the future of House Lannister. And that's literally all that he harps on. That's what his life purpose is. Same. Um, Tywin, Tywin actually... He, I mean, he's a cold and calculating man. Or man, And you know, the way that he was shaped into that person was because his father was so weak. So his dad, Tytos Lannister... Um, pretty much let his bannerman almost ruin House Lannister. And the way, that, uh, the way that that all went down, it really upset Tywin, so he left and went off to go fight in the War of the Nine Penny Kings. And that's where he distinguished himself in combat, and he was knighted, and he actually befriended and knighted Aerys Targaryen, who later is known as the Mad King. So that's where their relationship begins. And after Tywin's success in the War of the Nine Penny Kings, he comes back to Casterly Rock, finds House Lannister in shambles. Uh, His bannermen don't give uh, his father any sort of respect. They owe him a ton of money. So Tywin decides that he's going to call the debts uh, and basically say, you know, you have to pay all this stuff up right away. Most of the bannermen responded uh, fine and actually paid up, but two bannermen did not. Lord Rain and Lord Tarbeck, and um, as you know from the song "Rains of Castamere," uh, the Lannisters ended up winning that little feud. So Lord Rain actually laughed in Tywin's face when he demanded the money, and Lord Tarbeck went to Castle Rock and confronted him, where he was arrested. And um, the house Tarbeck ended up freaking out, ended up kidnapping some Lannisters, so it, lead, it led to a rebellion with the Rains and the Tarbacks versus the Lannisters and the rest of the Bannermen. Tywin completely wiped both of them out, defeated them in the field. Uh, house Tarbeck was completely eliminated. Everyone, all the Lions, Sons, everyone. And House Rain actually retreated back to their Castamere castle, and which was kind of like a mine. There's a ton of gold in there. They were the second wealthiest house at that point. And Tywin decided, fuck the gold in there these people disrespected me I'm gonna flood the whole castle so he flooded the whole place killed everyone in there and that's where the uh, song Reigns of Casimir comes from so that was pretty neat and then um, after dealing with that shit um, his dad died so he's named the Lord and the Warden and uh, eventually handed the King heiress and uh, he married his cousin Joanna they had twins Jamie and Cersei and then later on had Tyrion who uh, ended up killing Joanna at childbirth. So Tywin not only hates Tyrion because he's, you know, a dwarf, but also because he killed his wife. Um, You know, just fueling that hatred. Um, He served 20 years as the hand. He administrated the kingdom. Um, And during that 20 years, it was a time of peace and plenty. So uh, a lot of people said that Tywin ended up ruling the Seven Kingdoms and not King Eris. And that was what led to the fallout between him and King Aerys, because Aerys became super jealous and super suspicious and ended up uh, disrespecting Tywin to the point where he quit. So, Wow. There we go. A little background on just Tywin little, Lannister.
0: Just a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Uh.
1: That was probably a, well, probably a West Rose five minutes or nah, so. It was there, like three. It was like three. You're
0: good. Yeah, You're good. Well, no worry. That's why we're here. We're here to learn. You can't rush Axel. You excellence. can't... Uh,
1: you you can't leave details out. If I'm gonna give history, you know, I gotta, That's I gotta right. give some history. That's
0: right, man. If we don't remember history, we're likely to repeat it. Right? Ain't that the truth? Right. And I'd never want to hear that again. So let's not repeat it. <laughs> so Chris, your Thrones for Dummies. This week, who are the Northern Bannermen?
1: Oh, great question. Thanks. Well, um well okay of course you have house stark um house umber which is the great john's part of house car stark um, house Bolton, uh house glover you know house bolton obviously uh, yeah, yeah i've, heard. That's, I've that's, heard of that's them big one that's a big one, a yeah, big one. um house, house glover um house manderley house hornwood house reed so there's i i mean i think there's a total of probably i think like 30 Houses in houses. the north, yeah. But those, but those are some of the bigger ones. Uh, Interesting. And the and the ones that you hear about in the show. Right.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I think that's a good answer. I'm satisfied. Snickers satisfies. Okay. They're not sponsoring I mean, I could us you want to. No. I could do a
1: whole nother history minute on on uh, houses in the north if you want. Know I'm what. sure you
0: could. I'm sure you could. The day you do a history minute, Chris, I will celebrate. <laughs>
1: Listen, I came close like a couple episodes before I got there ago. I got to like a minute and a half, right?
0: Yeah, yours. Yeah, but yeah back you, timed
1: it. It. you actually timed me that time.
0: Yeah, this you time I more or less just stared at the wall. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or Instagram, your big big grammar.
0: Big grammar. Uh, Want to get George a date?
1: Hell yeah. Actually, mine is yours. What, what? I mean, is yours a banger this week or should I go first? It's good. You first. go first. Yeah. All right, I'll go first so mine is martha stewart oh Uh, wow so and not only because they're about the same age but she could cook a mean casserole and george looks like he could fucking eat he could eat a a mean casserole and she's also not afraid to get her hands dirty we all know that george george definitely is a dirty man he's a
0: dirty boy and
1: um she's also a a best-selling author so
0: yeah. yeah and she definitely I think that'd be,
1: be a match made in heaven
0: she she fucking ran Clinton Correctional she ran that shit from the inside I don't think she went to Clinton Correctional but if she did that'd be hilarious um <laughs> my George R date I recently watched uh I Tanya so oh uh, great movie he loves backstabbing so the queen of backstabbing herself Tanya Harding and and no I don't feel bad for Tanya Harding at all the movie tries to get you to feel bad I don't she knew if Joe pa can't know then she can't fucking know either all right so tanya harding <laughs> she uh,
1: definitely knew yeah she knew She for knew. sure
0: so anyone who feels now
1: whether she like planned it out that's that's up for debate but sure. she definitely knew
0: regardless sure but you still you should probably be like yo don't do that right uh regardless she likes hitting people with poles in the knee she's a backstabber uh george that's right up his alley so he loves that kind of shit he loves assaulting people he gets Remember off.
1: Remember when uh, Ned Ned got stabbed in the back of the knee? So that's yeah, a pretty
0: it's a yeah, similar so... scenario. Tanya is very similar to Jamie Lannister.
1: Mm. All right, unnecessary um, titties this week? I feel like we both
0: titties? have the same unnecessary titties. Do you I think, think you. I think we did too. Hodor's it, bouncing is... cock. Oh,
1: yeah. that's just <laughs> slaying shaft. There was no when need for it. it.
0: The camera is basically up his bunghole, too, because it keeps cutting to that one. It's like in his ass. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. Like, it was just, it's so forced. That's, that's
1: your favorite view, though. You love that view.
0: Of Hodor's ass? Yeah, that's what I get. The gets ass cam. Going. I like that Hodor ass cam that they do every so often. It's my every favorite winter.
1: one.
0: That gets me started, and then Rob finishes me <laughs> off. That's when the real cream comes. My lord. Why don't you take a seat right over there? I am launch sitting. I'm sitting. Yeah. I'm borderline in hospice after your fucking Westeros history minute. All right, easy. Right? It's brutal. This episode is a 9. That Westeros history minute was a soft 3.
1: <laughs> oh no, dude. Listen, if you can't respect Tywin Lannister, then I can't respect you. All right? You get that? You get that 9 out of here.
0: You don't even respect take... Khaleesi, And she's a hottie. Well, she was being dumb this episode, that was not to say. Doesn't matter. I like she Daenerys was... Targaryen. She has more a big heart.
1: Polisi, meaning i like new danny oh, okay. like season I like that. Yeah, episode yeah, okay. like five through seven that was One a smart episode. statement
0: and i have no comeback yeah. i respect that answer yeah thanks so i, I like, like Tywin some... <laughs> lannister less than i like his rap alias t lanny season four t lanny is is straight fire get ready um and that was a lie he doesn't become a rapper but so are you ready chris
1: i'm not a rapper yeah i'm ready is this another shitty original this is or a is
0: shitty original actual... this is a shitty original for trial by combat um from the guy who brought you legal jannies Fishfuckers, and Porta potty boys comes his newest show the casting couch caster all right done, so done. just
1: from the title of this this is going to be outrageous but
0: this show is continue. about the guy behind the blur right it's a scripted show. It's not a documentary. No one knows who that guy really is. This show is a, is based off that man. Uh, you know, in the casting couch, how it always blurs the guy's face. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> Wait, so that,
1: no. What's the casting couch? How about you explain <laughs> that to me, Chris?
0: It's a it's a, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: It's a porn thing. It's a porno where a guy just like promises girls. He's like pretends he's like a porn agent, but he's like, by the way, I need to beg you to make sure you're up to snuff. <laughs> and then he does.
1: Slightly used couch. For in a white,
0: in a jet white room, with a wooden table in the middle, cameras all over, and like a black couch. And you either get that table cam or you get that couch cam. But either way, um, so this show it's about the guy behind the Blair. Uh, and every night he has to go home, and he lives a double life, kind of like Legal Jannies, where like his family doesn't know what he, that he goes away and does this. He's actually he's a community pastor. He has a family, a golden retriever, you know, everything. Uh, but he also has an insatiable appetite to bank mildly attractive women in a jet white room, on an Ikea table, in a stained black leather couch. Uh, and all of right. course, it all begins to close in on him, right? <laughs> the lines blur. He accidentally, while he's passing out Eucharist one day, asks a hot young co-ed how old she is. Um, and also, like in that weird porno way. And uh, and, and the feds are chasing him because what he's doing is illegal. His wife is getting suspicious. His son recognizes his leg scar in one of the videos. And just imagine falling deeper and deeper into this persona he's created for himself. And imagine like a, a commercial for it. And they're like, dun dun, there is no escape. Dun dun, there is no running. Dun dun, there is no job
1: yeah i don't i think this sounds awful to this be is honest great. With you.
0: this is a banger as a matter
1: of fact this is going to be you know you know the term like box office gold this is Thank box you. office garbage no this is box office trash is what this is as a matter Wrong. of fact this Wrong. is this is this is like um i don't even know if you could put this in the recycling bin that's how trashy this trash is i don't even think
0: you don't have should... any curiosity who don't... that guy is
1: no, don't don't come at my West Rose history minute segment and then follow it up with this fuck shit. What's I did? What is have... it called? What is it called again? <laughs> um, fucking <laughs> trash trash master. The
0: casting couch caster. Yeah, okay, trash master. You masters. know that SpongeBob it's, episode with the slash thing slasher? With the what? The slash slinging slasher. No. <laughs> well, it's sort of like that, I guess. <laughs> i have nothing against your westeros history minute but we need to change the title of it is what i'm saying because it's not a minute it's the length i have issues with oh that's what she said i'm a good listener chris i've said it before and i'll say it again (laughs) dude this is a great Uh, show it's imagine and it's not a comedy it's a drama it's about like his life is closing in on him he's living this lie this sexual fantasy and these women who he's banging in this room are starting to to try to find out who he is because their their lives are it's deep dude this is deep
1: i mean listen you you know i support all your ideas and your creativity but this one i don't think you should ever try to do anything with i think you should put this one take it in a box um You could maybe even take take Legal Jannies out of that box and put this one in there.
0: Legal Jannies was never going in a box, first of all.
1: (laughs) Legal Jannies sounds like a fucking Oscar winner compared to this shit.
0: Well, regardless, I still got fish fuckers in Porta Potty Boys. Yeah, see,
1: those are the ones that are going to bring you to the top. Hold on to those. I
0: think this sounds great as a drama it's like the dude always blares his face so who is he you have no curiosity as to who that guy is listen no I I
1: get I get it I just I don't think that it's gonna work
0: (laughs) alright I get it well we get it you have your opinion I have mine
1: we should put that get that into production um my people will contact you and be (laughs) alright
0: asshole alright I think it's a good one (laughs) That's uh that's it for me, Chris. You got anything else?
1: No, that's everything I got. That was episode 8. Um you want to give a little shout out here?
0: Uh yeah, I would like to. Hey Amelia, uh hit me up. Let's uh let's shit on Rick on together.